welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I'm your humble host, Blake, and this is the Good Advice Podcast. You're checking out, in my opinion, the best resource for how to grow and scale your business. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. And uh, yeah, there's really nothing in here that is going to... <laughs> I don't know if I'm underselling the show at this point, but there's really nothing in here that's going to blow your mind. But if you've been in business a long time, you know it's really not the big complicated stuff that makes business hard. It's the simple stuff. It's doing the simple things that time and again can either make or break your business. We're going to be talking about all of that on the podcast, not just today, but in future episodes as well. By the way, we're coming up on five years of the Good Advice podcast. So make sure you're paying attention in this upcoming month. We're going to be spotlighting some of our all-time best episodes. I'm very excited to share a bit about the podcast. In fact, if you've been part of the podcast journey with me, I want to tell you thank you. Seriously, thank you for tuning into the podcast week after week, for listening to the show, however long you've been listening. We're coming up on 400 episodes. Goodness gracious. So thanks for being part of the journey. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can leave us a Google review. Just look up good advice here in Northwest Arkansas and drop a little review saying you enjoy the podcast. And uh, also don't forget, we do have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. The price of a cup of coffee, just five bucks. You can support the podcast so we can keep bringing good advice to everybody who's listening. So all that to say, I'm very excited for today's episode. We have the great Stephen J. Blank, who's joining the podcast. Stephen is a book author. He just published his latest book, Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. If you've been in this journey a long time, you know that there's quite a bit that goes into really understanding yourself, understanding what you bring to the table, and hey, these are key parts to running a business. Uh, Steven is also a business owner himself. He's a successful entrepreneur. We're going to be talking about that today, but if you want to find out more, you can go to the33questions.com. Before we dive into this conversation with Steven, absolutely, I want to tell you about one of the amazing businesses that continue to sponsor the podcast. Take a listen very quickly. We'll be right back shortly. Talk soon. Hey, have you been thinking about your health insurance plan for this next year? Maybe you just jumped to the world of entrepreneurship and you're thinking, geez, is it possible to have a good insurance plan if I'm no longer working for a business? Maybe you're even running a business and you're thinking about what does it look like to have an affordable group plan for your employees? Well, I want to tell you about Optimum Health Insurance. This is a customized health care plan for you and your family. And since 2018, they've been helping people get awesome, affordable health care coverage for really nothing at all. It's easy, it's hassle-free, and frankly, they're different from the big insurance companies that you might talk to. And crazy enough, you might even be paying less than what you've paid at a previous job when you were on some company health insurance plan. If you want to find out more and save money on your health insurance, you absolutely need to go check out OptimumHealthInsurancePlan.com. That's OptimumHealthInsurancePlan.com. That's today's sponsor. Enjoy this episode. It is so good, Steve, to have you on the podcast today. Uh, I'm excited to dive in and talk about your book, um, 33 Questions for Transformation. I'm also excited to... Uh, 
you know, you got a couple of decades or more of some sales experience with your uh, drivertrainingtools.com business. Excited to get a little bit of sales insight from you. You'll learn a little bit from you, but first things first, how are you doing today? Oh, it's terrific. This is a unique opportunity. I'm really glad to be on your show. Yeah. And you came to us. It's funny, you and I, for our listeners, um, we had actually, let me pull up the episode numbers here uh, before I forget. Um, but uh, Steve and I were chatting a bit before. Um, and of course, I can't find Paul's episode now, but we were chatting about Paul, who introduced you to me. And Paul has been on the podcast before. Right. And that's one of my favorite things, by the way, is when I have a terrific guest who comes on the show and they're like, all right, well, if you like me, you really got to meet this person. <laughs> so it was great mm-hmm. getting you on. But you and I also found out a mutual connection, someone who's been on the show three plus years ago, almost four years ago. Right. Uh, John Molly knew who was on the podcast, The Sales Samurai. Uh, so it's kind of funny how, you know, it's kind of like the the joke, uh, Six Degrees from Kevin Bacon, you mm-hmm. know, how like everyone, you, mm-hmm. you're, you're only so many steps from the next person. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, kind of wild to me that you and I have a couple other connections that I, I just didn't expect. You know, we're in totally different states, but yeah. anyway, that's my random, my ramblings mm-hmm. for the, the intro to the show. <laughs> but uh, tell me a little bit for our listeners, a little bit about yourself. What are you doing? Um, a little bit of an overview of the book, and then we'll we'll dive into the conversation. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, much like we talked about in the beginning, the warm up call where you spent most of your time, if not a great deal, or all your having grown up in Arkansas. I've grown up uh, in northern Baltimore County which uh, is like the small suburb outside. Baltimore County is the largest of all 23 counties in Maryland. And I went to school locally, graduated from Ithaca College in a degree involving doing everything except knowing exactly what I was going to do. And what was this degree? Oh, it uh, it would be English and communication. Okay, I was going to ask if it was communications. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, go Uh, ahead. And I just love working with people, always have. Uh, and in my high school, I was a rec leader working with young people. And uh, now my business is hiring young people to to help in my business. I had lost my job in running a driving school, of all things, because I taught driver education at my local high school and coached. And a lot of people in the field who actually make very good money uh, have an accreditation to teach driving in Maryland or Virginia, <clears throat> especially in uh, Illinois, which is, requires driver's ed in every high school. Uh, they can make well over fifty up to eighty thousand dollars a year combining mm. those things. So it, I found this niche business, which is supplies to driving schools across the country. We have three thousand customers now. Uh, and I've just been so fortunate to be in something called driver's ed supplies for vehicles, mainly uh, across the country. And you, you know what I love about this too? There's the expression niches make wait niches make riches. I, I was yeah. pronouncing oh, yeah. it. I was pronouncing it wrong, or the way I pronounce it. Then all of a sudden, I realized that the rhyme didn't work. Um, <laughs> but niches make riches, and I always I, I love conversations like this, Steve, because. Sometimes it's like, I think when people think about entrepreneurship, they think about like these really kind of grandiose ideas, 
Right. You know, you centered in on an industry that you understood with a niche that you knew how to provide for, and you've done very well for yourself. Have you thought much about kind of this, this process of getting to this point and, you know, I guess your, your journey through entrepreneurship in general at all? Uh, Quite a bit actually. And that's part of the subject of the book. And I've really thought, as you mentioned, you know, how did this happen? And I just kept trying things. And what I've learned about successful businesses, uh, to, you know, segue, if you will, to yeah. tie into successful businesses, that being uh, the the bulk of your audience, and I'm a business person, uh, first and foremost, but uh, that finding something and continuing, <clears throat> excuse me, to I call it flipping levers, right? Until you find that thing. And so I would be teaching people driving or running a driving school. And I'd be speaking with people about what what they're doing. One of the great uh, quotes I ever had in my life, and you might like this one as well, came from a guy that ran a trash and recycling business. And he said, I don't do anything in my life without knowing why I'm doing it first. And it hit me hard. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I was in my uh, early 30s and, <clears throat> and I'm I'm about 60 now. At least it, uh, I'm trying to stop the clock, but it, they're still in the, it's still in the it's game. Going, right? <laughs> but, um, it, and, and I really, you know, kept, kept going and having played sports and, and went into college and played sports. And I realized that I wasn't the biggest the best or the fastest or the most athletic, but I always kept at it. Mm. And I think that is part of what happened here. And I found something that worked after trying many different things. And I would never criticize anybody who tried 30 or 40 or 20 or 12 different things. And a career trajectory is is not a straight arrow, right? Yeah, you might agree. I 100% agree. And I love that insight too, because one of the things we talk about on the podcast um, is sort of like the shame that many business owners experience in not getting it immediately, like it not working right. the first time. That's right. And I, I think social media has really uh, framed this in a negative way of, um, you know, people post success stories and it was so easy and it just happened. And, right, right. and then, and then I hear a perspective like yours mm-hmm. that talks about, Hey, if you, if you try 12 times, that's okay. If it takes 20 or 30 times, that's okay. And I especially yeah. loved your insight that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the career path isn't a straight arrow because it almost feels like when it's mm-hmm. not straight, we feel guilty. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, what am I doing wrong rather than That's appreciating, right. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, this is the path. So. But, yeah, I totally agree. And you mentioned a very key word that's in the book. Uh, I like to think about the book as if you're going to a movie like people might've heard of the draft movie, the 2014 Kevin Costner. I don't know if that's familiar to you, Blake, but mm. it was about the 2014 draft. And so Kevin Costner's in it. Well, he's in the movie, you know, because he's the guy <clears throat> who does the clever thing to get the biggest trade at the right time in the draft, the NFL draft. And but he can't really do it all without Jennifer Garner. 
and if, if people seen Jennifer Garner, she's a very beautiful actress and she's in the movie so that when the husband goes to the movie or with the boyfriend and girlfriend, that there's something there, you know, for the other partner, Kevin Costner's there for the, for the, for the man, right. You know, he's the guy, the macho guy, slugging it out, making it happen. And I think about the book as being for two audiences like that, right? That the book is about transformation for those people that are facing challenges and wondering, I'm here <laughs> and I don't, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I don't really like here. How do I get there? You know mm. what I'm saying? And not being ashamed. And you mentioned that critical world word, not being ashamed, but being in the moment and saying, Hey, wait a minute. Okay. I've got self-awareness. That's my first chapter. I'm aware that this is where I am. I own it, right? It's mine. It's not Oscars, right? It's not Peter's. It's not Mary's. It's Mm. mine. Yeah. And I'm going to wear it. And I don't feel ashamed about it. Mm. And I'm going to build from here. So the, the two audiences come into play because it's for that person on a personal mind, body, spirit level, but it's also about business because real businesses fail on purpose so they can improve. Hmm. So I want to, I want to expand on that a bit. And and for our listeners, we talked about it in the introduction to the podcast. Um, We're talking with um, Steve Blank, Blank, excuse me, uh, in his book, Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. Uh, This is available on the33questions.com, which is going to be in our episode description. Um, Steve, I think another layer of this, you know, we're talking about like sort of that personal... Mm-hmm. Not just, I think mindset's maybe too superficial a word because people throw, they throw mindset out a lot. I think it's an accurate term, but I don't know if it really hits on the personal diligence we have to go through to like keep ourselves right. focused. Mm-hmm. There's this other piece of it too, this sort of like resilience piece against other people's criticism. And a couple of examples for you. I have a, a friend of mine who runs a, uh, a business that sells journals and he does really well. The business is amazing, but he's told mm-hmm. a story of like a family member being like, Oh, are you still doing that? Like paper thing? You know, that, that you were doing like paper mm-hmm. something. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's a real business. You know, it's, <laughs> it is something. Um, and not just like things that are like kind of condescending like that, but, um, you know, I get a lot of questions from people who aren't entrepreneurs who are just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, what, like you enjoy this? Like, what do you do? Like, so what's your advice for people listening who they, they understand the importance of like being personally committed, giving, giving yourself grace, not being too hard on yourself, right? but also staying committed despite a lot of external voices, especially sometimes people close to them. Any advice for those people to sort of stay the path and experiment and learn and maybe even embrace failure? Yeah, I feel like all of that is correct. Uh, The number one rule I have is just keep going, right? Flipping levers Mm -hmm. uh, and believing in yourself. I had the advantage of having been successful in financial services right out of college with my first job. and 
I went from 300 a week to a thousand or 1200 a week, right? So when I took a setback, I had that advantage uh, and I could reach, you know, into that, that vault, if you will, of <clears throat> success. So I would say that if you don't, maybe that hasn't happened for you, maybe, but there is something that makes you feel your strongest, right? And is you're at your most uh, purposeful, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And it gives you the most joy uh, that that's what I would hold on to and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. realize your your own worth and go from there. Yeah. No, and I like that piece of advice too, of really honing in on what you find enjoyable or what fulfills you. Um, I'll also say that I, I feel like a lot of professionals don't know what that thing is. And I, I do think you see it sometimes in the entrepreneurial world where someone tries like one business and then like six months later, they're doing an entirely different business or they're hopping around to a lot of different ideas. Right, right. Which, yeah. which isn't necessarily bad, by the way, for our listeners. I'm not, right. you know, if you are exploring, I don't want to give you a hard time, but it does feel like professionals, you know, and I'm a younger guy, I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in in my generation who they're going to the nine to five job, but they don't even really know what fulfills them. Right. Um, do you feel like this is a, a certain generation thing or do you feel like all professionals kind of have to figure this out? It's kind of like a combination would be my reflexive answer, right? I'd have to think more over time to get a you know, more complex answer, but it does tie into what's going on. Uh, and I, I think it, it, I feel like what you're saying it applies to both sets. I'm not one of those people that say, look at that group, the Gen Q, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, you know, how about those, uh, what do they call them? They call us the uh what are boomers. the 60s people? The boomers. Yeah. <laughs> hey boomer, right? Okay, you know, boomer. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was on the periphery of that. Uh I remember black and white television when Kennedy got shot. One of my first memories was the the horseless carriage going around Washington. It's a very, uh, so it, it really applies to both. I would address that quiet quitting is going on today and you're, you're probably familiar, right? Where yeah, that's been in the press a lot. Show. Yeah. Oh, you had a show about it? We've, yeah, we've talked about it on the show and we've posted oh, great. some content around it. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, apologize for interrupting, uh, yeah, for, sure. for our listeners who, uh, what, what Steve's talking about, quiet quitting, we're, we're referring to uh, employees who um, aren't literally quitting, but they are deciding to do uh, the bare minimum, um, essentially completely disengaging from their work. Right. Um, so quitting in all regards, except for actually quitting is the best right, way to right. think about it. And then getting to a point, I think I, I was reading one, understandably, uh, which is a terrific uh, thing that I get, it's like a newsletter. And the guy sends out all kinds of different ideas. And uh, it he was talking about somebody interviewed, right? And he he said he did less and less and less until. So I think it's a generational thing that <clears throat> that instead of really confronting it, you quiet quit maybe, right? Where it becomes the diminution of your work effort, <clears throat> excuse me, and your work product uh, happens to such an extent right? That eventually the light in the candle just goes out, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm against that for a couple of reasons. 
number one, that one of the things that I had to do in my own life was to confront and vanquish my past, right? The philosophers will tell you that your past does not exist, Hmm. uh, especially if it's going to be a hindrance. So every day I wake up and I say, I'm going to have either a good day or a great day, Hmm. period, end of sentence. And I'm so fortunate, Blake, that I found something to work on the internet as an internet entrepreneur. I will not meet 97.5% of my customers, right? They say, I want to come to your showroom. And I was like, well, it's kind of more like a clubhouse, (laughs) you know, (laughs) with pictures of all the places, New Orleans and Washington State and uh, Texas, (laughs) meeting driver ed professionals across the country. Uh, And so it's like, uh, that confronting, I'm really more about saying, okay, listen, what is going on here, right? And yeah. how do I deal with it? And I'm sure even with the, a small difference in our age of at least two decades that 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 you found that yourself, right? And And people are quitting because they do not have intrinsic value in their work, I feel. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, well, if they're right. if they're leaving the, I think there's two groups. I think there's people who they lack that intrinsic tie, and that's why you see them leave that industry entirely. Uh, and these are, I think, also the people you ask them. Like I, I had a guy asked him, you know, what do you like about your job? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, what do you what do you like doing? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's a self awareness piece. A big, that's a big deal. He, he needs. I, yeah, Go I was ahead. gonna say, I know your book there's a section on self-awareness that maybe we need to come back to here in a sec. Yeah, Um, And then I think there's another group of people who they're quietly quitting because they do, they like what they do. They like Mm -hmm. their industry. They just deeply dislike the culture of the business they're in. A bad manager, a bad boss. They don't feel like their work is recognized or valued or in a, in a very literal sense, yeah. When we talk about value, right. um, you know, they're getting a a three percent mm-hmm. raise, you know, which is less than inflation, and they're right. looking at you know their buddy who just right. jumped ship to the other business yeah, down right. the street who's getting you know yeah. a twelve percent raise. So, right, dude, you know what I find most valuable, Blake? What that that quality time? Yeah, and I will never work another Friday for the rest of my life. Period. Yeah. And most of my days, I might start at five or six in the morning because I get great joy about what I do. And young people keep me young, right? <laughs> so I hire them and keep them around. Um, and But we do the day, in, and this is in the book, about managing your time. Because if you're going to do a transformation, well, hey, it takes time, right? Yeah. How, what time in your day do you have for that? So I got up earlier and earlier, uh, and as when I when I get up, I know what my day is going to be like. I plan it the day before, and I keep a logbook about every week, right? That I work on something, and it reminds me to go back to the things. If you've ever had that, right? Oh, right, right. I wanted to do that, right? And um, so, but the main thing is that I'm able to do it because of time management. And I've become like this person that's very 
what do you call, um, really interested in, you know, mm. kind of fascinated with time management. They're great things. Uh, and, and they're all in the book about where you can find super books on time management and other topics. They're under a, over 140 sources and attributions that I used in making the book because I didn't want it to be, you know, some guy from Maryland, you know, wrote about his experiences in life and hey this is what it is it needed to have the touchstone of reality and you know coming from a foundation of people that are credentialed and working like Brene Brown and her book Daring Greatly and she talks about fear and shame uh, and I think that comes up with salespeople right and if you're going back to extrinsic extrinsic and intrinsic that if you're going to keep your salespeople, you've got to learn about w- what what it is that they're motivated. Mm-hmm. My people, everybody who comes through this door knows it's quality time. And if they're ready to rock and roll, we're going to do it 17 minutes at a time. We change gears, 10-minute break, four units of 17, right? And we go throughout the day, and we are done by 3.30, 3.45, like when you were in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So. I know their motivation and I pay them well, certain things pay bonuses. And I I feel like, and I think you might agree that motivation can't happen without commitment and commitment can't happen without knowing what your purpose is. You know, what are you getting out of this? Does does that make sense? Yeah. And like thinking about your purpose I want to go back to this chapter on self-awareness. I do think a lot of people, you ask that question, like, what is what is my purpose? What is your purpose? And I do think a lot of people are searching. A lot of people are trying to figure it out. Indeed. Um, a lot of people, I think, don't even necessarily know their giftings or skill sets um, because in many cases, it's so normal to them. They don't realize you know, that it's actually that special. Um, I really like this chapter on self-awareness. There was a study done by Harvard Business Review on the number of people who thought they were self-aware versus were actually self-aware. Interesting. And the people who are actually self-aware, and, and the way they did this was they they asked these people to rate themselves from one to five, and then they asked their coworkers to rate them okay. from one to five. Mm-hmm. And there was this interesting gap. There was a large number of people who rated themselves very highly but their coworkers didn't rate them as highly. So these are people who thought they were self-aware, but really weren't. Mm -hmm. And then there was a small subsection where the data actually lined up. And these are people that HBR called actually Uh, Mm self-aware. And it was only about 10% of the respondents were actually self-aware. And the older I get, the more I really feel like um, self-awareness is one of the key traits to really cling on to and master. Right. And I like agree. I mentioned, it's it's in your book. So clearly mm-hmm. it's something that was, you know, it hits your list of 33, I guess. Yeah. Well, there, um, it's a little bit about the book, if I may. Yeah. There are three chapters. The first is self-awareness. Uh, the second is philosophy, meaning, of course, self-awareness is self-evident, right? What that is about. Uh, there are 11 questions for each chapter. Philosophy deals with what's going on with your mindset, that the term you used, you and I spoke earlier. Uh, where, you know, how are you coming at this? 
are you ready? You know, put the book down. It's not time if you're not ready. That's one of the first questions in that section. But then saying, what's important to you, right? Where Where's your center? And how are you going to approach this? And, you know, what is the meaning to you, right? Uh, we talk about comparison culture, which you brought up earlier. Right. And the right reason to move forward is not because that's what the guy does that has three homes across the country and a million dollar income. You know, finding out what's most meaningful to you is your philosophy. And then lastly, the third cha uh, chapter is action. And what is your action plan, right? How can you get this started? I talk about chewable chunks, meaning it's way too much to try to get in shape in a week because mm -hmm. you pull every muscle in your body, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, it it's going to take time, but a chewable chunk will be, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to work on that. And I'm going to find out how that goes, right? And I'm going to do that in this period of time. Uh, and it breaks it down into steps where you can take action and then implement your own strategy and move forward in that way. So those are the three chapters. I love that. Well, as a reminder for our listeners, if you want to check out the book, it's at the33questions.com. That's the number 33, not the word. The33questions.com. The book's called Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. Steve, man, we're about out of time. This has been a great episode today. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the book or where you want to go from here? Uh, well, I want to thank you once again <clears throat> and kind of express that my intention in writing the book was to reach out to audience, your audience and, and people that are considering where they are and what they'd like to accomplish. And I hope they find a great value in what I have to offer. Of course. Well, Steve, I appreciate you taking the time today. And of course, I wish you well. Um, again, I'll be sure to put the link to where people can buy the book down in the episode description below. So thanks for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you, Blake. Hey, for our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe or follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are. Don't forget, you can also support the podcast on our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice for as low as the price of a cup of coffee. You can keep the good advice rolling. And also don't forget, if you want to advertise on the podcast, you can reach out Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Do you need a business review for your business? Well, of course, you got to check out our website, goodadvicecoaching.com to get a free business evaluation, getting you consistent customers and helping you do business better. All that to say, that's today's good advice. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. See ya.